What does it take to become an elite 40K player? How do the top competitors overcome bad dice? The Competitive 40K Network presents Art of War Unbroken. Insight into the game plans of the top players on the planet with your hosts, Blake Law and the Art of War Coaches. Hello and welcome to Art of War Unbroken. Champions may lose, but their spirits remain unbroken. I am your host on this one-year anniversary episode, episode 48, Blake Law. And we are very happy you're able to join us once again. You know it. You learn the most from your losses. That's what they all say. We are interviewing elite players in our standard episodes that have lost one to two episodes. We are breaking that today. We are not doing that for this episode. We are doing a one-year recap It has been one year since we started down the road of Unbroken. We've lived, we've laughed, we've loved, we've wogged. This episode, we're going to have a dedicated review of all the best moments over the past year. For those of you who are hungry, hungry, hungry hippos to consume all the competitive content out there, fret not. We are making a part two that is going to be available for free this week, and it will be a hot hot, hot debate between Nick and Brad on their views of the current Eldar book. So this is part one. In this part, we are not going to do the standard stuff. We're not. We're going to break the mold. We're going to talk about all the things, all the stuff, all the Bradnings. Part two, which is going to be free this week, but is standardly available to subscribers at theartofwar40k.com. We are going to have an Eldar off. Brad's opinions, Nick's opinions, they're going to clash like two storms meeting at one point. I wanted to take a brief moment to thank all of you for your kind words and emails and all your critical emails as well. They say we learn the most from our losses. The same goes with our misses on this podcast as well. So thank you for all those. Keep them coming. We appreciate everything you send our way. My co-host today is winner is a winner of every single thing on the planet. He's won it all. He's won this. He's won that. He has never lost a game of 40K since the 1980s. He is undefeated in life undefeated in 2022 i think maybe who knows he won the michigan gt last year he's a nine-time member of team usa he won infinity adepticons plus one this year he has three top eight lvo finishes he's the winner of the art force gt last year he was the 2021 aco champion he was a runner-up in new orleans last year for games workshop he is still to this day the prime minister of canada because he won the studs and snotlings championship in canada last year and begrudgingly as i've already recapped he won the adepticon team tournament this year mr brad chester you know i don't know what i like more you destroying people's names or you butchering sayings I know they're equally joyful to me, and I like them both. Did I just butcher? <clears throat> give me, give me a couple examples of my butchery. Uh, uh, we lived, we laughed, we we loved, we laughed, we loved. You just said the same thing like three times in a row. Loved every part about that. Yeah, that's so. uh, that's a classic. <laughs> that's just a classic. Me, you know, uh, you I just gotta bear with it. <laughs> I just love. It. I was like, where is he going with this? I don't know, but I'm going to sit down and check it out. This is what I'm going to do. I think you've rubbed off on me. I've just kind of lost my mind over the last year. <laughs> I just, uh, I've, I've become demented. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know where I am. Where am I right now? I don't know. See, that's where you hang out with me too much. All of a sudden, brain problems. <laughs> Our guest today, he's the author of the book, I Thought I Was Playing 40K, The Truth Behind the Wargaming Cult. He preaches the sixth turn is the key to life. And now I am farming potatoes for him in Florida. He has been on many, many, many Team USA championship teams. He has been on many championship teams on all regards in life, every single thing. He's won a lot of Novas. He's won a lot of big tournaments. He's won everything on the planet. He's the Tom Brady of Warhammer 40K. You all know him. You all know him. You all know him. You love him. Mr. Nick Navadi. 
Hello, hello. I loved the you all know him three times, Blake. That really fixed the. <laughs> it really made me feel like I was part of the Unbroken. Show. That was um, that was for Brad. Actually, I gave him a couple repeats there just to keep him in, keep him interested. I, I drift off if Blake doesn't do something that amuses me. Yeah, I like wander I keep, away. Like I keep his brain activated. You know, that's just that's what I'm here for. Nick, you were actually the first guest on Unbroken. That's why we have you here, not because for any other reason, really. But uh, you were the it's, first. Every guest. time you need to have something special, you just call me. That's all it is. You're special. That's that's oh, that's, that's the best word. You're you're a special guest. Brown <laughs> candy. Brown candy. Yeah, that's a uh, brown magic. Brown. That's candy. a new one. You know, I've never heard that one. <laughs> but Brad, you're always so original. I try. Well, what I want to do on this episode is I want to recount some of the best parts of Unbroken for the last year. Because I feel like we've had some really, really cool, really critical moments uh, of different episodes. So, Brad, why don't you start us off with one of your favorite moments from Unbroken in 2021-2022. Way to start with Brad. Now we're going to... No one's going to get to talk for the next 20 minutes. Okay, Brad, have that. (laughs) I mean, I have been told that maybe i like my voice a little too much wait so, Brad, i'm gonna interrupt you real fast because about this show has been has been brad just interjecting on guests i'm gonna interject on you right here and i'm gonna ask you a question <laughs> what was your mvp of unbroken and what do you think's on the chopping block for for 2022 2023 nights around the chopping block if we have one more night player out here <laughs> <laughs> you cutting out my night episodes? I, I, think. I will cut out the nights are on the chopping block for sure. Anytime we have an Eldar person on here, it's definitely the MVP. Well, we've had a lot of that. We have one right now. Nick is playing Eldar right now, so that's definitely our. Uh, I'm I'm putting you in the right vibe. I'm Farseer Nanavati, Blake. I want you to get my title right. No, no, no. Um, I'm the Avatar of Nanavati. That's my uh, my official title. Avatar. You can't just change your last name. <laughs> no, I said I'm the Avatar of Nanavati. So I'm I'm your Avatar. That's the oh. So like you're like my Facebook profile picture. I am, like yeah. Because I'm playing your list and I'm playing the Avatar. So my list title is the Avatar of Nanavati. Nice, sweet. All right, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, I'm riding list to victory. Yeah, you're riding at the victory. I'll just, I'll just go over and wear a snake mask. I'm actually kind of wondering if you're going to summon him. So, is a wave serpent really just an eel? <laughs> I don't know what that means. What is even happening right now? Just think about that, <sighs> Brad. What's your favorite moment of Unbroken 2022? It's hard. We've had a couple actually. I actually like talking about some of the lesser factions and people that did really, really well with that. We've had Guard on here. We've had Demons and. I I get way more interested in trying to work out the problem of taking one of the off-meta armies and doing well with it, and then talking about the mistakes that were made. Because a lot of times when you're playing an off-meta army, your mistakes are so much more punishing than they are if you're playing the latest and greatest, whatever the most efficient thing is. And I love helping everybody listening, myself included, on helping our moving our guest through that. You know what I mean? Figuring out what they could have done, what they should have done, would it have mattered? Could they have, you know, how could they have pulled that game around? And I think it's very interesting to figure that out. You know what I mean? A lot of times in something that you don't see. Because a lot of times when you're talking about those metal lists, you're actually oh, you already know because you're 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 getting ready for them. You're always practicing against those top four or five armies or whatever they are. But when you're talking about something that's off meta, then you have to really get start getting creative in how what I could have done. And it also makes you think about their rules, maybe things that you wouldn't have normally 
been as familiar with. And I think that's super interesting. And I love doing that part of the show and getting ready for it because I do spend a decent amount of time before we ever go live looking through the list that that our guest is running, the list that he played against and lost, and then figuring out what they could have done. I, I kind of agree with you there because like when we bring on the weird stuff, it's always like, all right, it's like David versus Goliath usually, or sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like a weird off meta losing to a weird off meta. I think those are the most bizarre episodes we have where it's like, uh, and, and I agree, they're always like way more like punishing, like something happened that we can really talk about. Whereas when you bring on like Admech versus Admech like a year ago, it's just like, all right, well, uh, I made one small move here and he won by three points. It's like, yeah, okay, like fair enough. Yeah, you got to think outside the box. And it makes me, it gives me interested because of the fact that I have to start thinking outside the box and figuring out what their army could have done. So hopefully I'm being helpful, being constructive, you know, when you're talking about things. Yeah. Brad, I got a question for you. Like, how hard is it taking random people? Because I imagine, like, you don't know every guest you get. It's like people you've never met before. And, like, they're trying to describe a game to you that they played verbally, not visually. And you have to figure out what the actual mistake is. Like, how hard is that for you? It's hard, but the fact is, is like, because I've been coaching for a while now, I feel like I'm used to it because I have people take a lot of pictures of their games and stuff for me when I coach so that I can review those with them. So I always want them to show me their deployment show and stuff like that. But a lot of people haven't or they forgot or they were in the moment. You know what I mean? So they have to recant their game, recall their games to me. And then we talk through them. So while it's difficult, it's something that I've done a lot. So I think it becomes easier that way. In the beginning, it was unbelievably hard because I yeah. just go, I have no idea what just happened. You know, you're described something to me and all I got was you were playing Tyranids, you know, but I just got better at it over time. That's funny because yeah. that's actually something that I've, uh, I think our listeners struggle with sometimes. And it's something that I think me and you both, as we've done this for a year, we've gotten really good at someone telling you the board state and just like instantly seeing it and be able to follow it along. But like people who maybe listen to like an episode here or there, they maybe have a hard time like seeing what we're talking about. Yeah. The funny thing is, is I, I pull up like I have so many things up when we record this. So I'll pull up the actual missions so I can look at the the deployment. And if it's a tournament that I know what the, the terrain was, like a GW or something like that, I'll actually pull up a picture of that also. So I can follow along and figure out exactly where the uh, objectives were, where they were, you know, then you can kind of figure out where they're, when they say, you know, I was on the objective and this unit was here. If I have a, I, I pull up a map of that, you know, and then I can see exactly what they're talking about. So it helps a lot for me when we go over it. To, I have a whole, I have so many windows up every time we do this. I think Prepared. it's funny. I've got all the windows. Get some Windex going over here. That's right, baby. I have uh, I have all the windows recording, which uh, we can talk about that for a minute. Just all the absolute fiascos of recording. Just such a learning process, you know, like <laughs> figuring out how to. We've gone through like three different recording softwares, and every time there's always a new problem that just exists. Like Brad just disappears off the recording. I disappear <laughs> off the recording. Ghost Brad. That was a great Before episode. you guys joined the team, and it was like me doing solo missions in my basement for the Brown Magic, there were tech issues every four minutes, as you can imagine. Yeah. And it was just me troubleshooting. And so they didn't really get troubleshooted. And I, now I'm just so glad that someone else can experience what's, dude, what it's like. Dude, and, you know, we, it's not had, just me. We had an entire episode where uh, episode <laughs> part one, only I didn't record. Somehow, Blake just blanked me out. 
And then they literally, so they put in fake voices where I would have been. <laughs> that, I was going to say, that's, that's actually my favorite episode. It's in every, I don't listen to every episode of Unbroken, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll, you go to that so I rarely listen to any. But the one, one of the ones I did was the one where you became a ghost. The one where you was, became a ghost was uh, actually one of our most beloved episodes. Like people loved it, and it's it's. I was like literally crying after I heard the edited version that uh, Seamus did because it was just absolute hysterical. Because you just would disappear, and they they go on this long rant and just be like Brad Chester. I, I love the by the way you started off the show with. You know, one of the things that I get from emails a lot is Brad cutting off people, and I'm like. Blake has never shared any of the feedback with me. Good, bad, or different. I'm like, you son of a <laughs> I'm like, we get feedback? I'm like a, the meme right now. What? Yeah. Brad, yeah. you're just the talent. You're That's just the talent, man. You're just the talent. <laughs> just the talent. Well, I think it's uh, it's interesting if you go back and listen to uh, the earlier episodes, too, just how clunky it is. Like, uh, me and Brad just don't have any rapport. We've never met each other. We just like, all right, Nick. Nick's like, all right, you two guys, you're just like record the show together. Here you go. You don't no, know. You asked for Brad. You were like, well, you do it with me because we were coaching clients back then. You're like, we were my coaching client. And I was your coach. You're like, well, you do it with me. I was like, I got, I got stuff to do, man. You, yeah. you, you got this. And then you, you were like, stuff. Well, what can I get? <laughs> and then Nick, you were like, told me he was washing his hair. He was too busy. <laughs> Yeah, but it's hard to keep these luscious flows going, Mister Baldy Pants. Yeah, he's just uh, the lush, the lush hair. That's a flowing black mane. Well, can I tell my? uh, I want to tell my favorite like meeting Brad story. So this is this this is all this is the year of Unbroken, right? So we we got to we got to put this story in there. The first time I met Brad is it was in New Orleans at the GW event. It was actually the fall, so it was was quite a while. We've been recording for like what like six months at this point. Yeah, and. uh, so me and Brad meet, blah, 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 cut to the end of the night. We go and we get a bottle of wine, right? So we get a bottle of wine. We're going up. We're going to go uh, to this party. And so we go up. We have the bottle. And I come back downstairs for some reason. And I literally get just assaulted by the hotel staff. They go, they go, do you know Brad Chester? I'm like, whoa, I don't, I don't know if I know Brad. Do I know Brad? Uh, maybe. I don't know. And they're like, uh, he needs to pay for this tab. And they chase me. They, they shake me down to pay, Brad, to pay for the bottle of wine that Brad apparently just takes from the bar. We got to a point in the night where I went, I'd like a bottle of Malbec. And they handed me a bottle of Malbec and I grabbed it and wandered off into the night. And so they were like, hey, what happened to that dude that just ordered the wine? He he wandered off. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my initial Brad, my, my meeting Brad story. It was uh, I feel like it really set the tone for our relationship, though. It's, uh, that was really that was really strong. If you don't have a exciting when I met first met Brad story, like <laughs> I don't know who you are. That's like a prerequisite to meeting Brad. If your exactly. blood pressure wasn't raised a little bit, your heart rate up a little bit, then uh, you're not living life right, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm good. talking about. I don't so, remember when I first met Brad, but not because it was so long ago, just because he probably punched me in the face. Blacked you out, yeah. <laughs> Blanked you. <laughs> I mean, I know the first time you met my wife. We all remember that. My generation is <laughs> to come will remember that. <laughs> Nick got dragon punched. I don't even know what you, what's a dragon punch, Brad. Describe that to me. It's the one that hurts. It's the one that hurts. Play a lot of Street Fighter too. He'll get dragon punched. Oh, oh, like a Street Fighter move. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, one of my favorite, uh, another one of my favorite moments actually was the recurring joke that I think it lasted like literally twenty episodes. So half the year we pretty much kept the uh, the fire or what's it called? I don't even remember the name of it now. What's the 
What's the big ship that uh, Space Marines have? The Forge World that beats the beach. Fire Raptor. Fire Raptor. Oh my god! Fire Raptor meme. The joke. Oh, because Brad lost to a fire raptor. I lost to a fire raptor. This is my only loss for like nine months, and we brought it up every episode. (laughs) Because I know it was a good one. (laughs) I think the best part about it is we talked about. uh, I forget what it was, but Nick had told me the wrong person intentionally saying that you had uh, you had won the game. And so I was like, oh, yeah, you lost to Brad. And then everyone just hysterically laughed. And they were like, oh, yeah, Nick was trolling you. Then Brad lost to that. And I was like, oh. I lost to, Brad lost to the fire after. And then we had him on the show. Yeah, it was absolutely perfect. Now, Justin's a great guest. We need to get him back on, actually. Justin, if you're listening to this, then um, come back on. Lose some games. Come play. Come back on Unbroken. We're going to put him on when we go on video so we can wear full Harry Potter regalia. Yeah, we need to. We need to do that, definitely. That's another, that's another house of one of our guests that's a huge Harry Potter fan, and my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan. And we stayed at Curtis's house uh, a while back for a, a practice like a, that was actually a Team USA practice. And does he have a dungeon? Did you check? He literally he lives in the basement of the house that he's in, for sure. And his one closet is full of like Harry Potter like gear. And Britt was just sitting there just debating on how she could steal all of it blatantly in front of him, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nick, what is your favorite? Unbroken moments. You've been involved. You, you may not know this, but Nick is behind the scenes, you know, on Unbroken pretty much every episode in one way or another. He's always on all the chats and everything. So he's pretty he, he's pretty in, in tune with the show. So, Nick, what's your favorite uh, part of the of the year? I got to say just just watching you guys develop it and grow it because I'm very hands on with the Art of War podcast. I've been in and out of the hosting seat. I'm always, if not a host, a guest. I'm, I'm very hands on with that one. This one, you really kind of take it on your own, Brad and Blake. And Seeing how you two fumbled through your first intro, where I was like, oh my god, this first intro is, is such a bumbling mess. To now, this one, this one was immaculate. Like, what a great intro. And, and like, the rapport you guys have built, the show, the audience, the following, the fans, all of, all of this coming from nothing. And, like, it started a year ago and is here today. Watching that and seeing what it will become... That's that's what does it for me. Favorite man. We we stayed. We were, we were MVPs. We stayed off the chopping block, Blake. We stayed off the chopping block. We weren't. Uh, what, what what's on your chopping block, Nick? What you got chopped from Unbroken? What's what's not on the chopping block? No, what's um, on the chopping block? What's, what's on what's, the chopping block? Yeah, chopping block? Um, my mic quality that that needs to get fixed. Oh. I don't know why that always sucks. Um, we have very expensive equipment, and I promise I don't press the buttons. They're like preset. There's some ghosts going on here. <laughs> Yeah, someone someone's messing with you because I was there at the house. They have immaculate gear, like better than it, mine. It's so, it's so funny because Siegs gets so angry anytime you touch anything. Nick basically it's sprayed with a spray bottle like he's an animal on the couch. <laughs> get, get off there. <laughs> no, bad, bad Nick. No. The other day we ordered so he ordered me a custom mic actually for these podcasts. And it has like this little USB thing you you stick into it. And We've set it on the desk and it was all set up and everything. And then I went and I was like, oh, I have to move this thing because I got to use the other thing behind it. So I went and I just picked up the mic. It's not like attached to anything. It's just a mic with a wire. But it was already plugged in the computer. So I bent the little metal thingy. And then... <laughs> of course you did. Yes. This is like the day after we got it. So I just... I, I thought about this like all day. Like I hit it. I was like, why do I tell Seeks? <laughs> and eventually... It, I just like manned up and I like went into the room. He lives in his little lair. His, so I'm like, I knocked on the door and like Siegs. I had the puppy dog eyes and I was like, I did a thing. And he, he spared me. 
And he spared you, yeah. I could see him getting, dude. Siegler was getting worked up, man. I was there, and uh, and and we were talking about all the gear, and I was like, I was expecting y'all to have like a um, like a red solo cup attached to a string, like hooked up to your computer, basically hooked up to the, com- the Commodore sixty four. Yeah, <laughs> like Siegler's talking to you through the through the other end and the, through the the string on the other side of the house, and I get there, and y'all have like this like crazy like mega like DJ studio, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like how's y'all? audio sounds so awful every time you come on my podcast so i don't know man. yeah i don't know so i apologize everyone i have no, I have no answers for you because we that's for, another for, common for the stream house when i one of this this is the second time i saw it but i just chose the secondary the other day and it's not one of my unbroken moments however i did lose a game so i did unbroken after losing so it counts which was Nick and I are about to play in the Streamhouse RTT, and we're choosing our secondaries. And Charlie's reading them back out to us, and he's like, "All right, Nick, you have Stranglehold, Secret TTL, and whatever else." And Nick just immediately explodes and goes, "I spent a CP to keep that secondary secret. It's to the last, but it's secret." He's like, "Not anymore." <laughs> And then my whole game plan was ruined. I couldn't like keep it. Brad knew now. And like he likes to say he knew already. I already knew. But you don't actually know. Okay. You don't know until you know, but then you did. I did. I I messaged Nick on this weekend. We were playing a game, a couple test games, and I go, I just took secret TTL for my secondary. (laughs) He's like, Mm -hmm. auto 15. It is an auto 15. If I had taken secret TTL in that game, I would have won. Once I take? take regular, you know about it, TTL. Oh, you took. <laughs> oh, so you did. You just didn't pay the CP. You just said, "All right, this is happening." Well, yeah, I pay a CP to make it a secret that everyone, including the internet, knows. <laughs> ah, so Charlie, Charlie busted you. It was fantastic. Not as fantastic as uh, the Seeks about to murder some people at a restaurant, but but still good. That, that's a different. That was <laughs> that's a different thing. Yeah, but uh, unbroken wise, you know, one of my favorites is is the whole premise of the show is to learn from your mistakes and be honest about everything that happened in the game. And everybody wants to blame the dice. I mean, we do, that's the intro. Everybody blames dice. All of us have blamed dice at some point in time. And we've had guests. Yeah, exactly. Except for Nick. And we've all done it. And the best part is we have guests on who start to try to blame it. And then they realize what they're doing and you can see them backing away from it and then going, all right, but what, here's what actually happened. Cause most of the time, as we talk about it, the dice can be cold. Yeah. Sometimes the dice are crazy. It's a dice rolling game, but you have to ask yourself, well, did I need to be there in the first place? So the dice actually made a difference. And that's, I love when we're, a quarter of the way in and you see a guest go, oh, yes, I could have done something different. And then they walk you through everything that they could have done. Yeah, <clears throat> that's that's pretty cool. Like, uh, And I, I feel like that's always the case. Like, Anytime you sit down, you actually think about the game. You, and even games you win, you say, man, I won that because I got super lucky because they did this, you know? And like, you just you go back and you think about all the things you couldn't, could have done, should have done. What you're saying, Brad? I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go for it, though. No, 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 no. I'm done. I think I think we should try to say uh, Mark Mark Crumbleholm's name again. I feel like I'm. I need, oh, I need to put your name, dude. That is one of my favorites. We went, I mean, probably 20 episodes in a row with Blake going. All right, uh, 
I've got our next guest, and the, the person to be like John Smith, and he's like Johann Smythe. <laughs> you're like, where is he even getting this, bro? Like, like you're just making stuff up. Like, we had a lot of really tough names, man. There was there was some tricky ones in there. That's uh, I'd even ask him beforehand, and I just can't pronounce things. That's kind of my uh, that's kind of the the problem, you know. I just uh, that or the thing. Well, that you're a doctor. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mispronounce people's names all the time. They have to correct me. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. That's true. I'll just call you. Uh, I'll just call you Janet. You know, um, the best is we 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 just use it now as a joke. But we went through an entire episode where Blake did not realize that he was calling Camilleri the late and great Adam Camilleri. <laughs> and after the episode, I was like, you do know that he's alive, right? <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> Like you refer to him as the late and great. The he's actually right episode. here. <laughs> and, and we started laughing about it. He's like, I'm using that forever. I've used it for 40 episodes now. Yeah, um, I haven't let off. Yeah, it was just so funny because you were just like, what? Oh, oh, really? I said that the whole time? Like, dude, listen to it. It's fantastic. He's like, I'm never that. that he goes, that is exactly how he's going to be introduced forever. forever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's over now. That's, that's his new introduction. I have yeah. a real question. Yeah. What happens when you have a guest, and I'm sure this has happened, when they just refuse to see past the dice? Like, you know, they're like, I, I lost this game because I rolled bad. Like, it's point and click. Uh, don't, don't get me started, Nick. We talk about happy things in Brad World. Brad tries to keep <laughs> happy things I'd say uh, most of our guests usually are fantastic. We've had maybe, I don't know, a, a couple that, that were a little harder to pull information out of. And even then, like we could always, they'd always have something to talk about. You know, they always had something they learned or something about the army. That's pretty interesting. That speaks to the community because that means people are willing to like get better and actively seeking it. And I love that. I think the most, the most of your players are like that though. I mean, obviously there's the outliers and everything, but I think the majority of people genuinely want to know what they could have done so that they are better. You know what I mean? You want to be better. You're playing a competitive game. I mean, even people that are casual still want to win more than they lose. Do you know what I mean? So basically figuring out, and I love, Blake's got my favorite question, which is how do you go about processing the loss after you lose? And a lot of people have like way different ways that they go about things. Like we have the standard, you know, where you look at your game and you figure it out. But a lot of people like literally have a kind of a, an in-depth process where they get very introspective and stuff about how they deal with losing a game, figuring it out from there. I like, uh, I really like that. Actually, that's, that turned out to be one of my favorite questions because I learned a lot from that. I myself learned a lot from that. Like Sasha, just thinking back on one that stuck in my mind, like Sasha saying he always like writes down everything, in a little notebook, like even not even like his like tactical things, but like his favorite parts of the game and stuff. He'd be like, oh, you know, this was an interesting game because, you know, Blake rolled green dice or something. You know, it's random stuff. And I thought, man, that's really cool. Like, I like that he like remembers this stuff and has like a journal almost about it. Sasha's one of my favorite people. Oh, me too. Sasha's Sasha's amazing. Sasha's good people. The thing is, is I do a lot of that myself. It's funny because I have a a non-unbroken, but a a semi-story that goes along with that. So after I coach anybody, because I don't want to forget things, and a lot of times I'm doing back-to-back-to-back, either podcast coachings, whatever, I send myself uh, things that I talked about with that person. And I'll literally send a messenger because <clears throat> I know how to use Facebook messenger now, cause I'm smart. <laughs> and, uh, but I'll send myself 
uh, questions that were asked and things of that nature. And I was actually talking to Adam Lane, Hello England, uh, the other day. And then I accidentally sent those things to him. And then I was like, well, now you know I'm a crazy person because those are things I meant to send to myself. (laughs) He's known you're a crazy person I got something to break to you. I hate to do it a lot on this show right now, but um, I've been planning this all week. Adam Lane doesn't exist. He, um, he is, he is you. (laughs) Like, what does that mean? (laughs) It's just fight club, baby. It's the email to himself. It wasn't Adam Lane. It was uh, Adam. Adam's been him all along, but I do send myself messages quite frequently. That's how he goes in a look into the the madness. (laughs) I go. Yeah. Because I look but, back on it, but it's it's important. Like Sasha was saying, with those kind of things, you for everything. If you write things down or send yourself a message or just jot anything down, because once you start to get time and distance between the event that just happens, you start to color your memories. You know, what I mean, you don't get the exact thing that actually happened. And I think that's super important if you can do that in games and things of that nature, because you don't just remember that you rolled a bunch of ones or you failed to charge. You know what I mean? If you've actually put down what happened, you remember that, oh yeah, I completely shouldn't have been in the open or I forgot the box out. You know, I I didn't do something. My spacing was wrong. You know, and then you go, oh, and then of course the the gods of, of dice punish me because of my mistakes. So that's how it goes. You know what my <clears throat> least favorite complaint of all time is? I'm going to put this out there. My least favorite complaint from people who I play is, is they complain about filling a bunch of nine-inch charges. I'm like, you were supposed to fill those. Like, yeah. Stop like, making nine-inch charges. <laughs> stop making nine-inch charges, please. Like, They're like, I would have won that game if I hit all those charges that were past seven inches. I'm like, yeah, you probably would have. You're like, you would have uh, been rolling pretty well. Uh, I usually respond to that one with, I would have won the game if I would have only rolled sixes. By the way, <laughs> Nick I was trying to get us to this. Years. I'm so happy we got here. Nick literally told me anytime I would say anything about a game, he's like, you should have just rolled better. <laughs> no, no, no. This oh, came sorry. from a place oh, of for years and years and years. Brad would call me with these ridiculous stories. He'd be like, Nick, why? I'd be like, Brad, why'd you lose LVO? And he'd be like, Nick, I was playing against this army and my two up re-rollable invulnerable save flying unit just got killed by a few bolters. And I'm like, <laughs> Brad, that's not real. What happened? He's like, what, what actually happened? He's like, nah, dude, the tactical Marines killed Magnus. I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, Brad, you just got to roll better. You just got to roll better. Than really that. Walks, I can't even remember what tournament it was. The first time you walked by it, you were just watching me do something, and I was rolling, and I was just having a, a cold streak. And you went, oh, I guess this is real. And then just continued on walking away <laughs> from his game that he won in turn one. <laughs> I'm like, God! We've been preparing all year with Unbroken to unleash our secondary podcast that this one's been leading up to called Broken. That just talks about the game doesn't matter. Dice are everything. It's just dice. Yeah, just dice. It's called Art of War Broken. Just, it's go, gofirst.com. You can find us there. Gofirst.com. Yeah, the gofirst.com. Just put everything on the line. Go first, roll sixes. Yeah. That's, 18 uh, have guard. Here we go, baby. Yeah. Let's do it. Tactics are dumb. Just roll better. Are those still a thing? Are those good now? Am I showing my age? You are showing your age. Oh, no. 18 got, high of a guard. There's so last week. There's so, oh, so last week. You're yeah, so yeah. 2000 and late, bro. I'm actually making references to old songs now to make you say that you're old. Oh, Brad. Sorry. This is not to derail us, but I have a babysitter who's like 17. And I asked her if she knew what the who the Black Eyed Peas were. And she did not. <laughs> and it really made me feel old. Like super old. Oh. 
I'm gonna, you know, I'm throwing this out for things that happen in the podcast. So I don't even know how I came up in conversation, but off air, Rick and I are just talking about whatever. And I said how I'm one of the most susceptible people ever to get a song stuck in my head. I'll hear just <laughs> random whatever nonsense. And I just, it's there and it just stays there. Like I'll spend like an entire day humming some nonsense ditty in my head the next day. So he's been just randomly choosing like old 70s and 80s old, old songs. Most just, like Kenny Rogers. Yeah. It just singing me little tidbits of a Kenny Rogers song. And then all of a sudden I just start singing the song. This is just what Blake does. So I went to visit Blake once in Arkansas and it was like me, him and his wife. And we were driving from the airport in Little Rock to a tournament in Fayersville, which was like Fayetteville, which was like five hours away. And I'm like, Blake, why did I fly here? And he was like, it'd be fun. And then yeah. The five hours in this car ride with a baby. There was a baby also. Like, I, I like you said it was not his baby. Just you, they got a baby. <laughs> we there was just a baby there. And then Blake was singing this this sailor song about drinking rum and boats and stuff like that. And he sang it so much that it got stuck in my head and I downloaded it. And then I played it on my own and it was horrible. It's the Willerman. The Willerman. Uh, soon may the Willerman Willer. come to bring yes. a sugar tea and rum. It's a shanty. It's a shanty. It's a, it's a shanty. I, mean, I, shanty. I didn't. Look, I'm new to shanties. Blake exposed me to the shanty life. Well, uh, oh, it puts the baby to sleep, so that's why you do it. It's a, it's a, baby, it's a baby sleep song. You know, they, they love it. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. This is my favorite Art of War thing that I do, as far as all the, the random stuffs, because I think that this one bridges, for me, bridges the entertainment and helpfulness bridge the best. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I feel like... Um, you know, we don't, me and Brad, when we sit down and plan an episode, like we, I look at it and I say, what's going to be fun for me? Because if it's not fun for me, it's sure not going to be fun for, you know, people listening. So this, this episode is a hundred percent a fever dream of like, I just want to do something that's fun. One year anniversary, me and Brad, Brad sat down and talked about it and we'll give you your competitive stuff, you know, but uh, it's, if it's not fun, it's not fun for people listening. And, you know, we, we are going to talk some Eldar, like real competitive Eldar in a moment. Oh yeah. I'm excited to hear this actually, because uh, the reason that I chose this part too, I, I need to put this out there too, is because Nick coaches me and Brad is constantly like, I don't know about that, Blake. I don't know if Nick's gotten you right. And they have these uh, kind of uh, almost opposing opinions on Eldar. And I think it's going to be really interesting to hear them talk about actually. Oh, we're I'm very excited. I'm, I, I love debating Eldar with the old man because we have very different perspectives on the same thing. And then we argue for an hour and then we end up with the exact same list. Same list. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's where it's going to go, which is, which is the best part because they, they have like little things here and there they don't like. But I feel like they're eventually going to agree. They're going to be like, yeah, you're, the Falcons are bad. Oh, the Warwalkers are bad. Let's both just take fire dragons. They're like, what? Where'd that come from? You know, it's like this uh, craziness. Yeah, we also have to work with your rule of cool, though. Oh, yeah. You got to work with because. Because there's zero chance that neither one, Nick or I, is playing the rule of cool. Whatever we decide is the best list to take. It doesn't matter if we have to find that model under a dumpster behind IHOP. That thing's or getting glue a pencil to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, you got to. I'm 100% rule of cool. If you if know, you know. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and that, that, that gun should have done extra damage. It was so big. It did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, let's uh, let's close it up a little bit here, man. I'm, it's been a year. I've I've enjoyed working with all y'all, you, Nick, everyone involved. You know, th- there's been a lot of hands involved with Unbroken. We got Jaime who's come in several times. 
I'm going to give Quentin a shout out. Quentin came in and co-hosted with me last second, and that was you pretty cool. Quentin Rampage Johnson. Quentin Q Rampage Money, Bradley. Q Money. Q <laughs> Money. We got Jack, who's been on several times to co-host. I feel like John's been on enough where he deserves a shout out on it. So there's a lot of people who have you know had their hands kind of involved in the in the show, and uh, of course everyone listening. You know, we wouldn't have the show if it weren't for you. And uh, honestly, like your feedback has helped shape the show and it will continue to help shape the show. So give us your feedback. Tell us how much you hated this episode. Cause I'm sure we're going to get some of those, but <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I, I love this episode. So I'm, I'm a hundred percent behind it, but um, Brad, you got anything for us? Ready to listen to me talking Eldar, baby. My favorite thing, your favorite thing, Nick, any last words? Stay classy, San Diego. Stay classy. All right. Thanks for joining us guys. Join us for part two for the Bradning, Nicketing, Storms colliding for the Eldar off. Make sure to check out our other podcast at theartofwar40k.com. We have The Art of War Vanilla, now hosted by Mr. Brown Magic, Nick Nanavati, and Paul Murphy. Make sure to check out The Art of War Down Under, now Australian again, no longer American, with the very late and great Adam Camilleri. We, of course, are The Art of War Pistachio, the flavor you didn't know you loved until you tried us. Join us for part like what you just listened to? Check out Art of War and the Art of War Down Under podcast on the competitive 40K network. The Art of War 40K.com.